1: GR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now here's your host Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute, developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community.
2: Good morning. Welcome inside high school sports. I'm your host, Tony Kelloggry, along with Frank Wolf from Western New York Athletics. Roger Weiss is here. Rich Sanders, assistant coach at West Seneca West. They have a big game today. We'll talk about the games last night at the Nerf, preview some of the game preview the games going on today. Plus we have Monsignor Martin action. So all that and more. Good morning, guys. Morning, y'all. What's hey up? buddy. <laughs> What's going on, Tony? Uh overslept I'm like Panicking! Oh my God, I'm running late. I'm running late. Today's not day to oversleep. That's tomorrow. Yeah, I know. But uh, last night I couldn't sleep. And I know you know no, what that's you don't like. Don't oversleep tomorrow. Why?
3: You oversleep in spring when you lose an hour. You don't oversleep tomorrow when you gain an hour.
2: Watch me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you know, I still don't understand that, Tony. Help me out here. What, what am I
2: missing? Oh, you're asking me to help. It's for the farmers.
3: Well, no. So I go to bed tonight and I set my alarm for two. Okay. Then I get up at 2 and turn the clock back at 1. Right. So far, so good. I got that. Okay. No, okay. Do you have an iPhone? That,
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you have an iPhone, no, you just No, I got a Mi phone. Yeah, that I don't stuff need turns itself.
3: fangled things. And the people out there, Raj a has a crank <laughs> phone. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that stuff turns itself <laughs> back right, now itself so, now. Yeah. We don't have to worry like about it. Like I say,
3: it. I get up, I turn the clock back to 1, I go back to sleep. Now, what do I do when it gets to 2 o'clock again? But Raj, I got a question. Why wouldn't you just set it back? Because with my luck, I'd get caught and I'd have to go to the court and every other damn thing. I don't think
0: <laughs> that's true. Really, really. No, just set it back with, before you go to bed. Just before you fall asleep, just set it back. Because the guy on the TV says that at two
3: o'clock, <laughs> and turn the clocks back to one no, o'clock. Don't listen to him. All you got to do is just don't set it back. do <laughs> No, just set I'm it. supposed to listen to you yes. instead of a guy that's Right, been on listen.
0: You. Just set it back at eight o'clock, nine o'clock, whenever you go to sleep. And then just sleep through the night.
1: I'm You'll wake up at a good time. You I'm can do that, or yes. you wake, or you wake up the next day and then you do it, like I do. You know what really messes everybody up though? That drives with me is I, I don't mess with the the clock in the truck. You know what I mean? That's the time. I just you know, have to. I reset. never change that.
2: I just have to reset the microwave in the uh, oven. That's it. Everything so else. It's is. wrong.
1: It's wrong for six months at a year. yeah. You don't have to. <laughs> yeah. You don't have
2: to get up at two in the morning and do it. Do you go out
1: in your car at 2 in the morning? How many years have
2: you been doing that? <laughs> oh. Just your clock in the car. I don't been know. I'd have ask my wife. Speaking of which. Speaking of, happy anniversary. Yeah, and it
3: was a Saturday, 45 years ago. 45 years ago, 1972.
1: Wow, I wasn't even a thought then. Yeah. <laughs> I was really little.
3: Yeah, very little. So uh,
1: I was eight. <laughs> So what are we going to do? I wasn't even swimming yet.
3: What are we going to do on our anniversary? Roger's (laughs) going to take her off for a garbage plate for his anniversary. No, she's going to stay home with the dogs, and I'm going to spend it with Frank and Dennis Saro and Carl Curris and all these guys at the Nerf.
2: Oh, there's a lovely thought.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got a big quilt for us, boys. (laughs) Uh, You guys all cuddle up there in the press box? Speaking of which, uh, we want to extend our sympathy to Dennis Saro and his mom passed away.
2: We're so uh, sorry, Dennis.
3: um, you know, Dennis. We're always thinking of you. I'm sure you realize that and uh, on a bright note, good to see Paul and Brenda Hustler were able to join us at the uh excellent nerf uh, yes last evening and they will be there today uh Paul looking much better. Give uh,
2: them my best. We will. They usually feed me when I show uh, up
3: <laughs> oh, Brenda's amazing. I go to a the basketball playoffs at Buff State, I swear she brings a pantry. She's got snacks and everything. She Ro- you notice how them.
1: Roger knows where to go. Is that why you were sitting yep. right next to them yesterday? Absolutely. I mean, almost in Paul's lap. He's Absolutely. waiting for the leftovers to fall out. <laughs> I was wondering why you were watching your language.
2: <laughs> you guys are brutal. <laughs> I know. All right, news and notes. Who has news and notes for us? I've
1: got a few things. I mean, the boys' soccer, Far West Regionals going on, Clarence versus McQuaid today. These games are all out at Spencerport. Uh, again, Clarence versus McQuaid. East Aurora's got Pitts, Southern Lackawanna, Allegheny, Limestone. And then last night, Lafayette defeated Mount Morris 2-1 to one out there. Uh, Monsignor Martin, their soccer uh, championships. You got Saint Joe's versus Canisius tomorrow at Canisius College, and a Division A final. Saint Mary's uh, of Lancaster, they're playing Gow for IAC, whatever whatever that means. Um, Far West Regional for girls at Will South. You got Clarence versus Fairport, Grand Island versus Spencerport, Newfane, Allegheny Limestone are in action as well. Last night, Wefield chili defeated our North Collins girls six nothing. Uh, girls volleyball action. Uh, is going on at Damon College on Monday. Uh, the Section 6 championships will be won there. And boys, they're underway. Will North beat uh, Frontier last night. Those games are at Lackawanna. Today you got NT and Will South, Hamburg and Grand Island, and a host of others. Uh, just check out our Facebook page, uh, Inside High School Sports with Updates. That's pretty much all I've got, Tony. Roger?
3: No, I'm good other than uh, cross-country uh Finals for Section 6 were yesterday at Bemis Point. I did not get a chance to go down there. Uh, you know, any t- teams that I can uh, report on in two classes that I'm most interested in, uh, Maple Grove Girls won and East Aurora Girls won. What a surprise that is. They're perennial champions. Uh, I'm a little familiar with East Aurora because they're in the same class as my uh you know, home district Hamburg. Hamburg normally does well, but because they're in the class with East Aurora, it don't work. I want to give a shout out to uh, Rachel Zielinski, uh at Hamburg High School. She is going to the states. There Duke were two
1: and Clarence won also. There were two
0: girls that tied from East Aurora in the, um and the cross country.
3: And probably both of them were named McLaughlin. Was that the, yeah the sisters? The sisters, yes. yeah. And the That's one nice. is only an eighth grader.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I saw a highlight of that. Uh, Shout out to the Homer Avenue gang. We got together Thursday night. Watch the uh, alleged team at Orchard Park play. <laughs> Let's not get into that. One. It was the Sabres game. No, it was great. I mean, these are all the, the guys that I've grown up with. I've known for fifty years, and it's nice to get together with them. It's very difficult for me to do anything these days with uh, two little kids, and you know I'm living in Niagara Falls, and they're all still in North Buffalo. So we got together uh, Thursday night, and it just seems like you know pick up right where we left off, and yeah. you know the old. Stories coming out, and it was just great time.
0: Uh, shout out to Clarence High School uh, girls volleyball; they won their uh, class Eight. double A, double A volleyball, double A volleyball. Yes, yeah.
3: outstanding. They lost the uh, uh, the first game to uh, Lancaster, and then won in three straight. That must have been a match. I wish I would have been there. Uh, on a related note, on cross country, I mentioned they graduated, I believe, a year ago from Narden. The Ori sisters at Narden are at colleges in whatever meet the two colleges that they respective colleges went up against each other and they finished one two in that meet. I don't have the details in front of me. I apologize to that, but I wanna give a shout just to the uh especially to the Narden uh cross country coach Rick Rick Scrabuja does a nice job. He was at Olmstead with the uh track and cross country girls. He is now at Narden.
2: Now, if I'm not mistaken, the Winter Sports Start practices Monday? Correct. Sixth. Monday, basketball starts.
3: I thought it was a week from Monday, but I'll, no, know, it's I this Rich week. knows a little better than I do. That's
2: crazy. So we're already uh, you know, not far away from uh, getting into basketball action.
1: Chris Speak- Malicki is back coaching the Monsignor right. Martin Girls Federation hockey team. So um, I know Maraz is, uh, is is out. Uh, she did a great job with those girls. Maliki who started with them, is back um, and then I don't have the date on it, but if you check the Inside High School Sports page, the football college combine, I don't, you know more December, about that than recruiting I do. I, yeah, recruiting night, night is December
3: coming 5th, up. December 5th, if that's a Tuesday.
2: The Jim Kelly
3: suite at uh, at the field. 5 and 21 is 26. Yeah, Christmas
2: is on a Monday. So and we'll have Tuesday, Len Jake, on uh, to the discuss 5th, it.
3: And uh, probably either Monday the 4th or Wednesday the 6th. Somewhere, uh, I think it's at uh, RIT, don't hold me to that, but for those who have like a wrestling or a
1: basketball conflict, Conflict. on the 5th. Lastly, um, Jim McNally, his uh, offensive lineman camp is up on our Facebook page as well, so just scroll through our Facebook page for details on Jim McNally and Dave Hack, the 2018 Offensive Lineman Skills and Technique Camp. That's one you want to get to.
2: If you have any camps coming up, uh, especially defensive camps, I'm looking forward to uh, for this winter, please post them on Inside High School Sports Facebook page or email me, Tony at WGR550.com, or hit me up on Twitter at Tony10764. Uh, I'm really looking for, uh, looking to go to some defensive camps and clinics this uh, off season.
3: I'm glad you mentioned uh, the winter sports coming up. I, you know how I can tell winter sports are coming up?
2: It's getting cold out?
3: No. Center Court (laughs) showed up last night at the uh, Nerf. (laughs) So we know he's out of hibernation now, and he's, you know... Rounding third heading for home as far as basketball season's coming.
2: Can't wait to get him on the program. We have a blast uh, whenever center court joins us in studio. Uh, games last night we kicked off the uh, sectional championships and you had uh, Maple Grove defeating Franklinville uh, Ellicottville 26 to 15 and Lancaster beating Williamsville north 35 to six. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Start with uh, the Maple Grove game first, Rog, I want to ask you because you you've watched both contests this year between the two. What was the difference in the uh, in the two matchups?
3: Well, I was talking with Frank about it before the show and all that. Uh, it just seems to me, it's eight to six at halftime. Maple Grove's in there. They come out. They hold. Franklinville on, you know, forced them to punt, get possession. It was like a three and out to start the second half for Franklinville. Uh, Maple Grove gets the ball, throws a pass, picked off uh, by uh, one of the Tyler Creek. Yeah, not one, not one of the Stand what, top six guys yeah. for the year and all that. He takes it to the house. It's fifteen to six. My personal opinion is, uh, the attitude at uh, Franklinville instead of having a
1: killer instinct, they says it's game over. We won. Tyler Creek is just a sophomore, and Raj, we we talked about this. I had been saying for a while now, teams that don't play deep into the fourth quarter over a period of time, they may not have the same energy in the fourth quarter when you get into the sectional playoffs, and. I would agree. It, it appeared Franklinville may have taken their foot off the gas after that interception. 15-6, to 6, it's a two-score yeah. game.
3: They only gave up one score to Maple Grove in the Week 3 game.
1: And it was only a two-score game because Maple Grove missed their two-point conversion. But what I'm trying to say is, you know, Franklinville, Ellicottville, they wore down as that game played out. Maple Grove seemed to get better as the game went on, and maybe it's because of the experience of... The run they had last year, they know what it takes to get to the next level. They know what it takes to get to the Far West Regionals. Oh, I agree with you 100%.
3: Were... The other thing being, I don't think uh, Franklinville played anybody this year where they had to play pass defense. And both those long uh, pass plays, or there were maybe three of them, because there was a drop, I think one yeah. time they drop one. Right before the half. Yes. Uh, Critical. They bit on a play-action pass, you know, where they hand off. And as soon as the quarterback went towards the running back and all that, these D-backs just came to the line. And, I mean, these guys were wide open by, what, 15, 20 yards down the field. I mean, the one pass was underthrown. The uh, D-back for uh, Evil Frank still couldn't recover and all that. So I think it's a combination of what Frank says plus the fact that – They were not used to playing against a team that could pass.
2: How about the fact that nobody prepares better for sectional playoffs than Maple Grove?
3: No, you think? I mean, uh, and I mean, we're talking Kurt Fisher. You know what he was doing Tuesday? He (laughs) he was in the hospital getting operated on.
1: Yeah, he had double hernia surgery. Right, and And they uh,
3: and the players or some of the Maple Grove people says, Mister Fisher says he will be at practice today. He wasn't at the media. gathering uh tuesday morning because that's when he was having his surgery he was expected at the practice today i said, you know what time out you know i'm let the guy heal a little yeah, bit <laughs> but uh
1: whenever it was they prepared they were ready and uh he, they beat a team that was really good after the game uh when we spoke to him he had thought oh well, he had a horrible day he was in pain all day leading up to the game he woke up yesterday and he's like I'll be there but I'll be up in the booth. I'll be calling the plays yeah, from. Right, <laughs> He gutted it out and you could see before the game I'm like, I don't know if did he have a surgery or did he not have a surgery cuz he's not moving too well now. He's looking like he's holding out on that surgery. Did he schedule it for next week? You know what I'm saying? He was just wasn't moving moving ultra gingerly. You okay. would too. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> no. I'm not looking to have that surgery anytime soon. No. Going back uh, going
0: back to the game. Um I think one of the critical things we've seen kind of a trend this year, like you said, right before the half, teams taking advantage of different situations to kind of close the door on teams. You saw that uh, at the Williamsville, I'm sorry, um, at the West Seneca East versus South Park game this year. They didn't. They had a chance to go up twenty-eight nothing before half, and it was twenty-one nothing. And it, they ran out of timeouts, and they just couldn't finish. They were at like the ten-yard line to score, and I think if they would have scored that, that comeback probably would have never happened. And so I think last last night or yesterday, that was one of those times if they could have closed the door there, it could
1: have been a game where that couldn't have happened. You know, they received the second half kickoff. Yeah, so, that's what I said. It was and three and out. Could have yeah. Belichick them. Yes, absolutely. And I'll tell you though, Maple Grove's defense was the best they've played all year. The best they played when they had to be as good as they were was last night. Bleacher did not have a good day. Chuddy did not have a great day. They had the touchdown early. They had the miscue before the half. But the second half, Maple Grove shut them down. I don't think Chuddy had – he didn't even have 40 yards on the ground. This is a kid who was averaging over 100 yards. They were averaging 385 yards a game. They had 180 last night. And this is a team that buried Maple Grove in Week
3: 3. Correct. For whatever reason, and I've been saying all year uh, that, uh, you know, with uh, Bleeca, it wasn't a one-man team, that they had all these weapons, and they had the uh, wherewithal in all these games to take whatever the defense gave them. They didn't do that last night. They seemed to go into the heart. There were so many times when they lined up in a – three man front and the linebackers are like 5 yards behind the scrimmage normally blico would just take the snap and do a direct run until they adjusted they didn't do it all that much last night the thing that
1: you don't want to nitpick these coaches you don't want to nitpick these players but it's alright Frank. go ahead one <laughs> one thing that stuck out to me yesterday is i don't remember seeing a single pass thrown in that erickson's direction exactly He's a six that foot was my next kid. point they don't grow them, they you are in Class D. You have a six foot three, six foot four, two hundred and thirty pound kid. I didn't see a single pass thrown in his direction. Yeah, was you know, a it's a situation
3: know. with the uh, uh, D backs for Maple Grove. It'd be a jump ball, and Erickson's going to win it nine times out of ten. I don't like Frank says. I didn't see him throw one pass their way. It seemed like the only receiver that uh, Brock Judy, was
1: uh, Judy. focused on was Juddie. The other thing was pretty neat here. A couple years ago, when Maple Grove beat Bennett at what was then called the Ralph, how did they win that game? They were smart. Well, what was the final play? Field goal, wasn't it? Kurt Fisher's son, Zach Fisher. It was an extra point. Uh, It was an extra point. Yeah, in overtime. And a
2: backup holder, right?
1: Or was it a backup kicker? He, he He was a freshman at the time. yesterday catches what turned out to be the game-winning go-ahead touchdown. And uh, that was Zach Fisher, who's just a junior now. Um, Kurt was in tears after the game. And I don't think it had anything to do with the pain. This guy oh, was overjoyed. <laughs>
3: say, what kind of tears? <laughs> tears now, of joy or tears of pain? Tears of, of joy.
1: He was absolutely excited, very proud of his team. And, you know, he said what a joy it is to coach his own kid. He said, it's tough. It's absolutely tough to do. Oh, but it is. It's extremely <laughs> rewarding. And it was nice to see Maple Grove. I mean, that tells you how I'd tough that business i have to ask him, does his is. kid listen to him? <laughs> I Most don't know, co- but I think his, t- his kid... <laughs> Most runs- coaches will tell you their sons don't <laughs> listen. <laughs> I don't know if Kurt knows his son's running the Twitter account for that football team, but they, they, <laughs> they had a phenomenal season, and I'm sure that Week 3 game stuck with them, and they played to their potential yesterday, and that's why they're Class D champions.
2: I think the best thing that happened to Maple Grove this year was that uh, Evil Frank beat them in Week 3. Well, you learn from it. Exactly. That's how it goes. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got the Lancaster-Williamsville-North game to talk about, plus games that are going on today. More Inside High School Sports coming up next. Welcome back to Inside High School Sports. Tony Calagiri along with Frank Wolfe, Roger Weiss, Rich Sanders, Derek Kramer producing, rocking it out on guitar in the background. Thank you very much, D. All right, back to uh, games last night at the the Nerf, as Roger likes to call it. Uh, Lancaster defeating Williamsville North. Lancaster putting, I mean, just absolutely putting a, a smothering effort in Frank, are you convinced
1: yet? (sighs) Look, man. That's a complete team. (laughs) It is. It is. And, uh, you know, they had the luxury of playing with half a field for the first half. Uh, You can't take anything away from Lancaster. You cannot take anything away from that bunch. As physical a team as you're going to see, Max Giordano could be the best player in Western New York. That catch he had. Rich, I ta- did you watch the game? I watched the game. Did you see I, that it catch? It was a great catch. They
0: should have called the holding on it, but whatever. <laughs> it was a great catch. No, it was a great catch. I can't take that away from him. Was he great was
1: catch. great defensively. He was great returning kicks, and he was great on offense. What do you mean he was great returning kicks? He returned a couple kicks. Did he not? He had one called back, I think, too. He had a uh, nice punt return called back. But he, he's a phenomenal football player, and he 100%. was he was great yesterday. He's a great athlete. Um, Having
3: said all this. If they play, if they play next week like they played last night, they are not going to win. Thank you, Roger. Okay. In the first half, it was what twenty-one to nothing.
0: Twenty. Was it
3: three touchdowns 20, or two? 20, I think it was twenty-eight. Nothing. Twenty-eight. No, not at the half. Then it was twenty-one yeah. nothing. Twenty-one
0: nothing. No, it was twenty-eight. They scored because Andreessen scored right before the half. I'm pretty sure it was twenty-eight. Yeah, that nothing. made it
3: twenty-one, not twenty-eight.
0: No twenty-eight. Either they way,
3: scored. all right. We'll we'll go to the source. In the meantime, my point being right. though, twenty-eight to nothing at they the scored half. with no time left to well, make it twenty. Okay, I stand corrected.
2: Lancaster scored seven points in the second half. That was it. What a Spartan defense in the second half, baby! But what?
3: <laughs> uh, you see that one? What North could offense. have What could have happened? Though between uh, the breaks that uh, Lancaster made. In fact, when Will North, I thought when Will North, when they got called for that, uh, you know, when the punter's knee hit the ground and they caught it in a rule, right. which I can't stand. But at the time they took over on what it was inside the, the ten five. yard line. Was that the five? Yeah, okay, five right. yard line. They couldn't do it. Will anything. North held them. Yes. Goes right down the field, 95 hit to their yards. red zone, right. and then they Fumbled made the snaps. mistakes. Right. And I said to Frank at halftime, you know, if I'm uh, Coach Mammaliddy, I'm saying, guys. We, we could be a lot better. Let's go out and win the second half, and we had a chance. Again, I say Lancaster's going to have to do better than that if they're going to beat the winner of, I beat what,
0: Pittsford and uh, Aquinas? Well, we know it's going to be Aquinas, and let me tell you something. Huh. Acquaintance is no Williamsville North. Exactly. Okay. That's our,
3: no. the,
2: you, you know what? The though, top
3: four teams in Section Five are no Williamsville North.
2: Williams- in fact, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. The game before weren't they getting blown out and came back? Yeah, they were back.
3: down twenty-seven nothing at the half to McQuay. So yeah, we had 27.
2: All right, now we're going to play in right. one thirty-five to twenty-seven.
3: That's crazy. Yeah, North, that's
1: crazy. Will North to their credit shut them down on their opening drive, right? For some reason, they just had some bad exchanges between the center and the and the quarterback, cost them dearly. I don't know why they're going for it on fourth and six. You're da- now you're down fourteen nothing, and you're not going to beat a team like Lancaster with field goals. I understand that, but you had the huge turnover. Lancaster does not turn over the football. They turned it over yesterday. Which, Will North, which by the way, that well, wasn't even a turnover. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was we we knew. Call. We saw it from like. Horrible. What are you kidding me? Come on, that's elementary. Right. Anyways, they get the ball, drive down the field, put a nice drive together. You gotta come away with some points. You gotta come away with some points right there. And they didn't and And
0: And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Fourth and six, you go two bets back set. Everybody in the stadium knows what you're doing. Why don't you spread the ball out if you want to run it? The second thing is I don't understand it all night long. Lancaster was playing twelve yards off the ball. And it was like it, it was unintentional when they passed
1: and they did the outs and, and they you know, got five or six yards. Why
0: wouldn't you do that?
1: So, so do the other knee all the stuff. time until they come up. You know, Newsell had a rough game. They and I said I told you guys. Yeah, but the, how much credit it, goes
2: to Lancaster's defense? That's what
1: I'm saying. They're trench in the trenches. Lancaster was just overpowering Will North is beefy too. They're tough, very physical. That Hopkins, number fifty and thirty-seven, they put and fifty-one, I believe, putting a hurting. They were hitting those guys. They played very well defensively, I thought, but they didn't have the luxury of, you know, they're, they're starting at the Will North. Or they're starting at Lancaster. Lancaster's starting almost in the red zone, you know, for three of those three of their first almost. four it drives. Almost. It was in the red zone. Yeah. Like so, the, I mean, they're working the with a short field. That's tough to do. That's tough to do, especially with so many weapons on Lancaster between Hersey and Giordano I, and Andreessen. I'll say this. This is the first time I watched
0: Lancaster all the way through, and I don't know if it was just a bad game or not, like you said, Roger. But that was more of a product of Williamsville North being bad on offense than overpowering by Lancaster's defense. I think Lancaster's defense was very regular. They are stout up front. They do have some athletes. But I don't think there was anything that Williamsville North could do, even if it was your peewee team out there, that would be – so overpowering toward the defense. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think yesterday was a combination of that. And I don't know if they just played down to their competition, uh, talking about Lancaster, but like you said, Roger, they got to play better than that if they plan on going further.
2: Well, nobody's challenged Lancaster this year. Nobody's been able to. And that could be part of the problem.
1: I thought yesterday, Will North, if they were going to hang in with Lancaster, they were going to have to get that running game going, and they just couldn't get it going until really the third and fourth quarters. There were spurts
0: in the first half though. Yeah. There were spurts.
1: Yeah, but they they just couldn't sustain any drives. And when you had opportunities to get points, they elected to go for it and you had a fumble. But Ooh, I I'll tell this. you what. Will North is they got a lot of weapons coming back. That Becked Hopkins, Hopkins for sure. That kid is a beast. He might have been the he may have been the biggest player there yesterday in terms of size. And I was getting ready to say goodbye to him. He's like, "I'm coming back next year." <laughs> We're gonna hit him and Dylan Kelly. We'll be back next year. Watch out for the Spartans next year. Lancaster loses a ton of guys, although they have depth and and they have a good crop coming in. Will North? They've got to be able to pass the year. ball, though.
0: They do. Okay, because they do. I mean, it sets up the run, and that yep. wasn't happening. And they're nine in the box, and let's play ball. I mean, you can't win like that.
2: Yeah. All right, games going on today as uh, the uh, sectional championships continue. At the stadium, what's that? I'd start with the
1: A? Because Rich uh, wants to recuse himself from that of. Well, no, I was
2: going to start with the uh, game at noon. Okay. S- wait, you got something, Rich? No, no. Yeah, no. All right. Uh, Southwestern taking on
1: Cleve Hill at noon. You know what? Southwestern, uh, Cole Snyder has to have himself a heck of a day for them to win. They're going to have to keep Cleve Hill's offense off the field, which is great at running the ball, sustaining drives. And keeping the football out of Cole's hands, Cole Snyder's going to have to really have himself a game, control the ball, and just keep that Cleef Hill offense off the field. That's what they're going to have to do.
0: You guys might know this better than anybody else. Just a question. Is this the first time that two African-American head coaches are going against each other in the sectional? It seems like every year. Oh, really? These two
1: guys go at it. And they're two of the best. Two of the best. Two class acts. I don't care if Coach Haltry... Crick is not a fan of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I don't care if he tells me my Fighting Irish hat was the ugliest hat he'd ever seen in his life. <laughs> he got along great. He is a he is awesome. He's awesome. And Coach Graham was up there yesterday. Um, you know, I heard a lot of good things bit. about Coach Graham. Oh, they're fantastic. Nice Class acts. Yeah. Did man. they
3: play Southwestern
1: a year ago at the Nerf? Yeah. and it was. would have been a year okay, ago. A year ago. Yeah, yeah year so awesome. they met there last year, and it was uh, Cleve Hill. Okay. And they won earlier this year, twelve nothing, shutting down. That's Southwestern offense. Southwestern they they gotta find a way to put points on the board, obviously. Where was that game? Uh I don't remember that was up here. I believe that was, was up it here. Yeah, I think was it was, was a
3: Saturday game, so it would have been at Cleve Hill. Right.
1: But they they have to find a way to keep that uh, Waller off the field. The Waller's having a hell of a season for My yeah. old
0: my old house, I could open up the bathroom window and watch all the Cleve Hill games right out the backyard. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh Man, is anybody in Cheektowaga going to be around today? Is the town going to be completely no, empty? No, my in-law, is uh, my father-in-law, he's going to the game. So he, I don't think anybody's going to be there. Three Cheektowaga schools playing at the, at the stadium today. There's going to be nobody left in the so town. So
3: another in the, uh, you know what, the, uh, southeastern uh, sector where JFK is, don't go there, but anywhere else, you just walk in any house, you want to, large screen TV help yourself recommend that <laughs> you can I, say I would I can do a hundred down that.
1: Union road today
0: yeah uh, probably so the only <laughs> thing that's there is to be there's that chicken on the side on Union Road <laughs> <laughs> is Charlie's open <laughs> no,
2: Charlie's uh,
3: let's see down. three out of four Chick schools at the Ralph today this I is
1: this this I don't think this is the game of the day I think that game of the day is is the a game. But this is gonna be a uh, one heck of a football oh, game you want yeah, it it to it. Cheek DeWaga
2: and Maryville at three fifteen, uh two teams, no stranger to each other. Boy, that's gonna be a that's you know, gonna be a game.
1: Nate saw that first one. I believe he called that first one and the Cheek de defense was incredible in that first half. Uh we'll we'll see. I mean Maryville has that young quarterback who who's still young, but he can get the ball out and he can deliver a nice pass. Rashad Law and Blackwell, who's another player. That's who, the I love key. Blackwell. They got to stop Ray Blackwell, or they're gonna have problems. You, uh, they they got to on stop. the basketball court. Blackwell's gonna have his way with Chidiwaka this right year, about that. but this is a football game, and I'll tell you what, uh, I hate to go against Maryville. I really do because I did the last two weeks, and I haven't heard the end of it from those guys. But I mean Cheek is just so strong defensively and Beale is playing on another level. He's a joy to watch. I got Maryville. You got Maryville? I got Maryville winning this. Did we have a wait, did we have a bet last week?
0: On something? On something. You, you owe me a steak dinner. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it
1: was. i a steak sandwich. Well, what, a, dinner.
3: Frank, until he can uh, ascertain exactly what it was, don't buy into <laughs> it. Oh, uh, you owe me a dinner on something. I forgot what it was. No. If you want a dinner, you remember <laughs> You're not that a for player, Roger.
1: I, I didn't think Maryville was going to beat Lackawanna this year. I, I said it on it this was. show. That's what it was. I didn't, maryville Lackawanna. Well, you were talking Lackawanna all year, so no, listen but I listened to you. I told you Maryville was going to beat that game. <sighs> You were selling us on Lackawanna since the day you started. You yeah, said that Steelers— but they weren't playing Maryville every week. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, hey, man, I, I looked bad last week. That's fine. Yeah, that's right, because Lackawanna played. West right. Seneca West, you were high on Lackawanna. Yeah. It's gonna, it, is it going to be a much better game than the first time that Week 7 matchup? Because it, the score might look good, but Cheek they they were winning early. Hey, right. it's,
3: a re, it's a rematch during the year. Uh, can you say Maple Grove and Franklinville, Ellicottville? Yeah. Who knows? So— uh, Usually those that's why they tend play to be the game.
1: They tend to be tighter games. Is it going to be a running game or is it going to be all balling out, high scoring? Because didn't two years ago or that last year the rival game wasn't that like a fifty-seven to fifty-two or something game in last year week seven? They I had don't remember. A, I remember between Barnick and Desiderio. Game, uh,
3: I think it was either a quarterfinal or a semifinal two years ago in the rain at Chicktawaga. And that was a good game,
2: Rich. When you're looking at, you got two coaching staffs very familiar with each other. Uh, you know, at this point, it's, it's a chess game. Yeah, you got to change
0: something that you normally do. Do something different, right? And and you have to kind of have, I, I, you know, how uh, you're in the two minute drill. You have two plays called right out right after bat. Mm-hmm. we well, you gotta gotta have two wrinkles going into it that week. So you throw one out there, and I mean, remember these are kids out there playing, mm-hmm. so they don't really understand the whole concept and schematics but you just have them do that and then once the coaches catch up to the other one and try to adjust hopefully by halftime is where they try to adjust to it then you hit them with the second wrinkle and then hopefully that's like the knockout ball
2: so what do you do you take like uh i don't know let's say some a play that you do well and right. you've and you've had success with that play mm-hmm. against your opponent. So that's the play that you're gonna elect to throw the wrinkle out. Maybe you're gonna show that formation and it's gonna make it look like you're going there and then all of a sudden you're countering to the other side. Right.
1: All right. Coach, um I gotta ask you this. Yeah. These kids, you've come so far already. Are they all buying in now? I mean, just in general. It, my I,
0: from my team, I mean, it's already been a buy-in from. Yeah, I would say f- five and
1: zero. Oh. But you see, some of the look, we were all in high school. We were all that age once, and you, yeah. you, you know, nowadays oh, get it's wrong. different because you're you getting get the car on the that, ride home, yeah. and you know, dad saying this, mom saying this, right. Uncle Harry saying this, right. and coach don't is listen, saying Uncle one thing. Harry. I understand, but you know, you're young, and they're very big influences. Yeah, 100. percent So I mean, at this point in the season. You've come this far. They have to all be buying in at this point, right? Well, I mean, there's always going
0: to be a few kids that don't, no matter how successful a team is, don't buy in all the way. Okay. And they're not going all the way. But you have to kind of be able to communicate to those kids that what this is about is bigger than just them, yeah. okay? And even though there's, you know, the best athletes on the team down to the, you know, the most money athletes on the team, I'd say more focus toward the end of the season, needs to go to those kids that are at the lower half of your roster right? to make them understand that they're still a part of it. They still need to be on the scout teams. They still need to give good effort. They still need to cheer their teammates on. Those guys that are the, at the top half of your roster, they know what it's about, and their talent is going to play. Yeah. So you just keep, hey,
1: you do what you do. The other guys, you got to bring them along to catch up. To them. How many times do you tell them today that, look, look, for a lot of you, this is it. This is your last football game. How, how many times do you have to remind them of that? Well, there's,
0: I think there's, there's one time that I'm going to need to remind them today. I choose to do things through social media to each of them individually um, and kind of tell them something every day. I'll send it after uh, we leave here today. But to me, I just go back to when it was my last time in high school and what happened to me. And I explain that to them and convey that pain as best as I can to them and explains them, you don't ever want to feel this. So keep playing. Keep doing everything you can do to make you, yourself play the next week. You don't want
3: to say this is your last game. You emphasize this could be your last game. Hopefully it isn't their
0: last Rather, game. Roger, to be honest with you, I don't even bring that up. We're,
3: well, no, he what Frank
1: mentioned, though, is just, it's their last game. Not necessarily. Hopefully, no. You know who was great talking to yesterday, that Walt Wadara kid from Franklin Valleyville? That kid is a joy to talk to. Great kid, Trench Trophy finalist, I believe. What a great kid! He gave Maple Grove all the credit in the world. He was very good after that game in the loss.
2: All right, guys, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the South Park West Seneca West game. That's at six thirty, and we also have Timon uh, taking on Cardinal O'Hara and Saint Mary's of Lancaster taking on Saint Joe's. Those are two o'clock kickoffs. We'll have all of those, finals. Yep, we'll have all the on the other side of the break. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. We're back. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday. Who's on deck today, D?
1: Oh, it's that, it's that Nate Geary dude.
2: Nate Geary, I've heard of him.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, that he's,
2: Frontier guy. Yeah,
1: he's that Frontier guy. He's uh, oh, he's look like... at that
2: hat he's wearing. That is disgusting. Ugh. Notre Dame. <laughs> Don't tell Roger. Keep his mic off. <laughs> All right, we're back. One last segment. We're talking about games going on today, and uh, the big matchup at the stadium tonight has South Park taking on West Seneca West. Uh, Rich is going to stay mum on the, on this conversation, which is a wise choice. I'm just going to say one thing. What? Go West. Go West. <laughs> there you go.
3: Go West, young
2: man. Go West, young man. Exactly. Who's the
3: guy that said that? The- newspaper guy from many years ago
2: many 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 years way back when
3: Yeah, you uh, know, I wanted to ask you something about what Frank said before the uh, at the end of the second segment. He says we were all young once. I was young once? Yeah, was back that,
2: when dirt was invented.
3: Is that what it was? Okay, <laughs> I mean, it's been so long I forgot. I don't even remember it being young.
2: Raj covered the Revolutionary War. Just, you know, I don't want to say he's no, no, been No,
3: no, no, the Civil
2: War. Civil War? Re-
3: Revolutionary War was before my time.
2: I thought it was uh, right around that time because I see the picture with you in the hat. Uh, South Park taking on West Seneca West. Uh, Roger, take. Hey, we got two 9-0
3: teams going in. Uh, By the end of the day, uh, depending on if uh, Maryvale can come through like uh, Rich uh, seems to think might happen, uh, that uh, we could only have one undefeated team left in Western New York, and that would be the winner of... uh, West Seneca, West, and South Park.
2: I think this game's going to come down to uh, who could throw the ball better.
3: Well, no, if it comes down to who throws the ball better, West Seneca, West will win. It's who stops the pass better, I think, is what you probably mean.
2: So yeah. you want to look at the defensive back versus wide receiver, matchup, who favors uh, who in that game. So that's, that's what you're, ke- you're, you're uh, keying on. Yeah.
3: One thing I wanted, I wanted to bring it up last week. I didn't. Uh, Number one for uh, South Park, uh, Latrell London is being suspended for the one game, and it's basically the second suspension is when he ran into the uh, our second on sportsman-like conduct penalty he got a week ago against West Seneca East as he was running for a touchdown at the three-yard line, I think he raised the ball in the air and then came right back down as he ran in the end zone, and they threw an unsportsmanlike conduct flag at
0: him. All right, I'm back. I think that is absolutely ridiculous. I watched the film on both of those, and it's absolutely ridiculous that that kid has to sit out one of the biggest games of his life, up until this point, for that. I mean, it was it was nothing. It was really nothing. The first one was. So, what even is it, the the critical. attention
2: is is because they they're, they're considered a
0: taunting. It's it's the discretion of the referee. We had one this year. That if you compare what the other team did in their celebration in the end zone, they're com- very compatible. It, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, there's no clear-cut guideline Definition. to okay. what constitutes. Like in the NFL, you can do this. You know, they, they break it down. In high school, it doesn't seem like they break it down enough to where the refs, if they feel upset at something, they'll call it. But my question is, why can't he go in there and raise the ball when he's running in the end zone,
3: yet afterwards they can do these, what do you call them, chest bumps and all that? Isn't that a celebration?
0: That's what I'm saying, Rod. No, it's so inconsistent.
3: There's no and, uh, you know, I might get in trouble for saying this, Anthony. I'll warn you ahead of time. But I hope these, you know, alleged masters holders of master's degree that make up all these rooms are real proud of a rule like that because it's bogus.
2: Yeah, maybe that's something that needs to be looked at in the off season.
3: If it's to me, if it's a taunt, my opinion on a taunt is zero tolerance. I wouldn't give them two. I throw them out after the first one.
2: That's me. But Our, this is crazy. Time and takes on. Uh, Takes on O'Hara at 2 o'clock today. Uh, obviously not been a great year for a time the year that they'd like to forget. O'Hara's playing pretty good. I think it's safe to say O'Hara will come out on top of that game. Uh, St. Mary's of Lancaster against uh, St. Joe's, a little bit more interesting of a matchup.
3: Okay, and let's clear up one thing. St. Joe's is the three seed, and everyone's saying, how can St. Mary's of Lancaster be the sixth seed and Tymon be the fifth seed? The reason is, uh, because of the schedule at St. Mary's place, it is predetermined in the beginning of the year. They know that they were the sixth seed going in. So they, and very well, the 3-6 game today is probably going to be a better game than the 4-5. Because St. Mary's, St. Joe's, if St. Joe's uh, stumbles at all, St. Mary's can win that game. Cardinal O'Hara would have to stumble big time for timing to win the game. So, having said that, if St. Joe's wins today against St. Mary's, they will automatically play at St. Francis next week. If they lose, they could end up, uh, St. Mary's being the sixth seed, would have to play Canisius. Because they reseed, the lowest surviving seed automatically plays Canisius. The highest surviving seed automatically plays St. Francis. It's not like Section Six, who do not reseed. Right. Once the playoffs are established, you know the brackets all the way
2: through. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Thank you, Derek Kramer. Great
1: job as always.
2: We'll talk to you next week with more inside high school sports.
1: Go West. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.